Hi, it's episode 19, season 3 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Um, joining me this week for a special midweek episode um, for a very good reason because we've just beaten Chelsea 2-0. Um, joining me this week, my name's Jav. Joining me this week, Greg Taylor from Salvador, Brazil. Excelente noite, todo mundo. And Terry Whitty, also in Brazil, in Vila Velha. Boa noite, galera. Right, gents, where do we where do we begin? Where do we where do we fucking begin? Um, uh, I that was coming. That performance was coming. That victory. That I think that um, nobody nobody gave us a chance. Nobody. Everybody's going on about Chelsea, United, Liverpool, blah blah blah. Um, I've got. I've just got. Okay, so it's gone. I don't know. I think it's what nine o'clock, ten o'clock, respectively, in Brazil. Um, so it's quite late your time. It's just gone midnight, and we've started recording in the UK. Um, I've reason for that is I've got back from from the lane, so I haven't watched any. I don't know what Sky or or any of the other um, uh, media have been saying about Spurs. So I don't know what the vibe is, but certainly going into the game, nobody was giving us that chance. And it's all been about Chelsea. And yet again, just like last season, we're going under the radar. And for me today, I just thought, you know, that was Tottenham, Pochettino team at its very best. They they didn't get a look in. Even the chances that, that, that they did have, they were... They didn't look like a team that, that are 13, what, 13 wins on the trot. They, they were... They were second best. They were second best. We we made them look shit. We really, really did, man. I, I, I'll, I'll take this opportunity to go to go first here, Greg. Um, okay. I watched the game on, <laughs> on both Brazilian TV and on Sky because I watched it on on a bit of Mob Dro. and uh, Sky Sports didn't really give us much of a chance. They weren't really talking much about the Tottenham team, but in the second half, when I watched it on the Brazilian TV, they were talking nothing but Tottenham. And I haven't heard that for a very, very long while. Normally, they they really they really do they, they brown those Chelsea, they brown those the big teams, they brown those Arsenal, Man United, Liverpool. They don't say anything about Spurs, but they were saying how good we were bossing the pitch, on the pitch, how good we were playing the game, how Chelsea didn't get a chance. Did did Loris make a save? I mean, that's unheard of against Chelsea. He made once one vital save in the second half. Um, I can't remember. I I've got no recollection who who. Um, who it was that took the shot, but he went low to his right hand side and, and made a vital save. But that that's that's that about it. it. That's second it. Second half. Second yeah. half football. Yeah. The only thing that really bothered me about Loris was his clearances, his kicking. He really needs <laughs> to improve on that. That's the only bad thing I've got to say about the game today. We were unbelievable. That was the Tottenham that I started to love when I when I first started sporting them and that I missed I missed that team. That is my Tottenham. That is our Tottenham. Greg, where, where did you watch the game? Uh, my front room in the sofa, <laughs> on the sofa in Salvador. Um, I was watching it on ESPN with a Brazilian commentary and I went on to Mobdro at half-time to hear what um, the Sky One pundits were saying. Um, it was Sunes and uh, Floyd, what's his name? Um, obviously, they, you know, Sunes, I mean, he's played for Liverpool and Spurs, but he's always... He's always up for, for Liverpool, isn't he? I mean, both of them, neither of them were... 
they, they had to be complementary to a to an extent. But they were. It was the usual thing. Or oh, the other team, in this case Chelsea, the other team isn't playing so well. Um, I thought we, I thought we started a, a little nervous for a few minutes, but then we, we just kicked into our rhythm. Um, you could see that we had them rattled. <laughs> that little argument between Costa and Pedro, I was loving that. I wanted to hear what they were saying. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was great fun. Um, I thought Delhi and Harry were a bit quiet, but then they got that goal and then they became turbocharged. It was brilliant. Uh, did you did you think um, both goals were like set pieces without the dead ball? I mean, they could have been free kicks in a way. Yeah. Because er- Ericsson found himself in enough space to do what he wanted to do, to decide, to lift it over the, the, the defence. And, of course, Delhi was on the end of it. Um, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, surprising, I wasn't very nervous before the match. Um, when we played at Stamford Bridge, I was. I was nervous for hours. But I don't know why, but this time I wasn't. Maybe that was an omen or something. I was, um, yeah, just just on that. I, I Somebody asked me at work today, a, a United fan, how I was feeling. And I said, well, I'm confident in so far as I think... I think we're the only team that can that are capable of matching Chelsea, bettering Chelsea, of beating them. Of I think we're more than capable of anyone. But then on the same hand, it, it, the fear of losing to them—not that I think <laughs> that we we could that 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 they're any better—but you, know, you know they are at the top of the league. We're a good team. It, it's going to be difficult to pick pick one out, and and it just takes. Poor refereeing decision, which, by the way, I, th- I thought the re- referee again today. I didn't catch his name, but he was shocking. He was absolutely, abs- he was he was really doing my nothing, really annoying me um, throughout the match. What happened when ja- when Yan was pushed over? Absolutely no, nothing. 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 Just, nothing. just and, then he, a, and then he bumped Ali for celebrating. Yeah. Just just lost the plot completely. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, far be it from me to suggest that um, that that. Uh, the referee was corrupt, or, or, or somebody gave him a brown envelope. Um, for his sake, I wish I, I, I wish somebody did, because if 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 he's an honest referee, then he's a pretty shit referee. He's a pretty poor referee, and unfortunately, he's, a, he's in a long line of um, poor referees that we've had this season. But I digress. But yeah, I, I, I was also quite nervous beforehand because just because of the fear of losing. But it, it didn't. It was really weird. I felt nervous, but it never manifested itself in in in, um, in butterflies or or the shits, for example. Should we say? <laughs> should we say you know, I, I, I felt calm. There was a calmness at, at the same time, but I couldn't. I wanted to release that nervous tension, but I couldn't. It it was anyway. Who cares? We won. That's the main yeah, thing. We 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 we, we done, done it. it. Um, the crowd was superb. I've, I've never heard them that loud on TV, over the from TV. From the beginning. From the yeah. beginning. All you could hear were the Spurs fans. I mean, obviously, we're at home, and obviously, we, you're going to hear more of them. But we were loud. And I haven't heard White Hart Lane like that for a, very, for, for a long time. We were loud, and we were up for it. So the crowd... When, I mean, when Deli Ali scored, it was it was enormous, oh, the sound. The Brazilian commentators were, were talking about it. The... Um, 
one of the things with the, the, this season of White Hart Lane, they, they've introduced last season of White Hart Lane and reduced capacity because of the work, building works going on in the northeast corner. So they've reduced capacity plus a couple of the fact this last season, so they want to get as many people in. They've introduced a balloting system for, 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 for tickets. So it's very hit and miss whether you get a ticket or not, and even if you do, where you sit. And, and that's screwed up the atmosphere to some degree. So, for example, in previous seasons, I always like to go in the south lower um, usually in block 35 or but if not failing that any of the surrounding blocks and that's where all the atmosphere is um, and for most of the games I've been to at White Hart Lane this season I've been all over the place and seldom been in the South Lower today I was in the South Lower so I was able to stand and sing without people looking at you or telling you to, to sit down the atmosphere was good I mean also it, to be honest for a game like this it it really doesn't matter where you are in the stadium the atmosphere is going to be very good but what was noticeable as you say when Ali scored, the, the rendition of we've got Ali, Delhi, Ali, I just don't think you understand. That was amazing. Um, I remember yeah. last season, Stoke away, that was a special night when I went to that game and, and the atmosphere was, that was really good that, that night. And I think he, he got a couple that night. And obviously we, we've sang it a few times since home and away games when he scores or, or if he there's a nice little touch. But tonight there was something different about it. It just people were just shouting and and and, and you know chest out and just singing that with um I can't think of the adjectives. It was yeah. It pride. Was, yeah, with pride, with with, pride. with gusto, it was it was yeah. Throw in fervour as well. That's a good adjective. <laughs> um, I was I was singing Dilly Alley as well, and my um, my missus told me to shut up. I was singing oh yeah, so I was singing it as well. Yeah, <laughs> I was singing "Come on, you Spurs," and when the Spurs go marching in, and all that. <laughs> I was on my own. My missus was at church, so it was all right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go straight into some questions. We've had a lot of questions. Um, I'll try to read out as many as possible. Um, there might not be an order or structure to the questions, um, and apologies because this podcast was very much last, last minute, and as like I said, I've only just got home, so we're going to go straight in, into them. So we've got a few few questions around Victor Banyama, um, Sam Moore. How good was Banyama tonight? John Steggles says Banyama man of the match? Question mark. Um, David Fornell um, asks Banyama just well, just says Banyama discuss. So. Well, he likes right. spaghetti. We know that. <laughs> but just let's let's just rewind a step there for a minute. Who was your man of the match, Terry? My man of the match would would be either Deli Ali for being in the right place at the right time and just being all over the pitch, really. And Christian Eriksen. Eriksen had for me his best game of the season for Spurs. Okay. Greg. Two, like like Greg said, he he put them balls through like it was like it was a set piece, and it was just running with the ball. Amazing. Mine was mine was Deli Alley with Ericsson a close second. But I think if it had been a draw, Wanyama would definitely have been in with a shout. Because okay. he, he was immense. Um, I think, I mean, you know, didn't have much to do. Made one good save. Dyer, Toby, Jan played very well. Um, back three, um, Walker. It was great in the first in the first half. Oh, Jan was up yeah. for it big time. Uh, I think Kane did what he had to do. He wasn't outstanding. Um, Ericsson, Ali, yeah, particularly Ali. Obviously, the obvious. He scored two goals. I thought Musa did. Musa did well. He. I don't think he's still fully fit. Um, 
but he's he's coming back to the player that we know, and it's important that now we've got that spine. I think on, on the last pod, David um, Fornell mentioned about the spine, and we've got now Kane and Musa and um, and Toby back. Um, for me, before we come to Banyama, for me, my man of the match was Danny Rose once again. I thought he was just superb. Um, Considering I, he was getting the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> again. Now, now yeah. I, I can see... Um, I can see why why Wanyama. I've got no issues with him being made out of the match. I can see, I can see why I think he did, he did a I, for me. I think he did a good job once again. Um, he mops up a lot of the a lot of the um, lot of the lot of the balls when they're loose. And he, he he's in the right place at the right time. Um, but uh, I like. I- I like this three at the back because it means that we can have Dyer, Wanyama, and Dabelli on the pitch at the same time. Because before yeah, we were thinking, the two boys, the white boys. Yeah, because before we were thinking, you know, do we have Dyer and Wanyama or Dyer and Dembele or Dembele and Wanyama? And this way, we get them all on. Yeah, and you've, you've also got the flexibility that if anything happened with with Wanyama, for example, if he got a knock, you could push Dyer further up. And he yeah. could play in midfield, and then you could just change the formation and go to a back four, and go with with this yeah. system. So, um, but I mean, yeah, okay. So I mean, we've all gone for different um, different man of the match, but I think we all appreciate what Bani Armour did. And there was no surprises, I guess, that he was named man of the match. Um, just on that formation, just jumping ahead to those questions. Was he named man, man of the match on? Where was he named man, man of the match? I don't know. I'm I'm just going by like because, I, I'm just because Dyer gave gave Deli Ali the man of the match on Sky. Okay. Um, but it was definitely a contender. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you can't fault anybody's performance. I think everybody played really, really well. Um, just jumping at Ed's question from Peter Massey, he asked, "Where does Lamella fit in when when he's?" back um greg i want to come to you but i was i, I was <laughs> i was you were, you're a lamella fan um i was thinking about this on the way back now like both as you said i i really like the system with with three at the back there were some people behind me before we scored who were whinging and saying oh we don't need to play with three at the back you know we're too defensive which i, I think is total bollocks because never mind accommodating you know Dyer and Wanyama are in the same team. Actually, you know what it does is it frees up the full backs to push further forward and provide the width. So that that's a key thing for me. But then I thought, well, what happens if Lamella comes back? Where does he play? Do you persist with the three at the back? Um, in which case, well, who who does Lamella come in? Somebody's got to give further up the pitch. Or the other thing would be to me to go with a back four um, and. And then it's a toss between Dyer and Wanyama playing with Dembele, and then going, and then playing playing Lamella. So going going like we did last season, four two three one. Um, what do you chaps feel about it, um, Greg? If I start with you. Um, well, it seems that Poch is choosing formations per team. I mean, he wasn't he was sticking with a one formation before, but now he's he's adapting. Um, I think that we may see we may see four two four some games and we or uh, hang on let's get my maths right well you know the old system okay. with, with three behind three moving around behind uh, Harry Kane um, 
I think in that situation, Lamella will probably come in. But I, I think he'll ease him in slowly anyway, because when he's putting when he's putting Sissoko on at the moment, he could put Lamella on, couldn't he? To ease him back in. Um, incidentally, I thought that that was a great sub when he took Delhi off and he put Sissoko on, because Sissoko is stronger, physically stronger than Sun. Hmm. Sun would have been great if it was somebody that we could have, if it was a team that we could have bamboozled. But Chelsea are a physical team, um, and we needed someone with a, with a bit of muscle as well. So that was a that was a good sub. I, I think it'll be a case of um, kind of depends who the opposition is, what the formation is. As you say, he may change if things aren't going right. He may change it halfway through anyway, halfway through a match. Um, in which case, he's got he's got seven subs for the for the moment. Lamella will be a, one of the subs. Um, I, I, I don't worry about Lamella because he'll come back. I mean, and he'll come back as, as like a, a, a top choice because, you know, as, as I always call him, he's, he's, he's Pochettino's attack dog. And there are going to be games when we really need an attack dog. Um, and, so, yeah, and, that's, that's what I think. And also, I mean, he, he's not, he's not going to be... I mean, we don't quite know what's... There's lots of mixed mixed reports about him, but whenever he does come back, he's not going to be fully fit. So it will take him some time to get back into the team. But for the moment, we've got a winning formula. We've got players back fit. Yeah. Touch, in, touch wood, apart from Lamella, no, there's no injury. So um, I, I, I do think we miss him. I think that we miss what he brings to the team. But as long as we're winning in the meantime, then hopefully... You know, we can ease him back into the team, and he can get get his fit, fitness. Um, there was a, another question on <laughs> um, on Lamella. Ed Brad asked Lamella who, but I suspect it's slightly tongue in cheek. <laughs> Just slightly. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> slightly. Um, I'd agree. I'd agree with Greg on that as well. I'd, I'd agree that I mean, he's a he's a luxury. He's a headache. He's a good headache that that Pochettino's going to have when he comes back and comes fit. Um, playing teams like Chelsea at home, you're going to need a, a team like we played at we, we put out tonight. But then you could play like the Watfords at home and the, and the Burnleys at home. Um, it'll be more of an attack-minded thing where we can get our goal difference up, and then that's when Lamella will will, will will take part. Okay, another question, which is not which isn't on the running order, which is, because it's just come in. Connor Manetto asks, how important of a win was this? Now, to put this into perspective, um, you know, aside from the obvious that you know we we've, we've beaten Chelsea, uh, one of our rivals, not. Just in terms of um, historically and or more, more, more recent history, um, and and uh, and because you know they're, they're a, a London team and, and all of that, but also they're standing in the, in the league. Um, if you put if you take the win and the three points and put it in the context of where we are in the league, so twenty matches played, right? We've got forty two points. We're third in the table. After this win, um, above City on goal difference, we've got they've got goal differences plus nineteen. We've got plus twenty five. So that's that's far superior, superior, and one point ahead of Arsenal, um, who have dropped to fifth, which is lovely. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. And and they've got a goal difference of twenty two. So we've got um, twenty five. That's three better. Um, only two points behind Liverpool, so that's not too bad. Who are in second? Um, we've got the same goal difference as them now. Um, and we're seven points with 18 matches left. You know, seven points isn't great, but it's still 18 games from now to the end of the season. 
because I've done the math right, what's 19 times 2? Yeah, 38. So another 18 games left. So seven points behind Chelsea, that's not too bad. And also their goal, goal difference is 27, so it's marginally better, better than us. Now you contrast that to last season. Um, after 20, 20 matches, this time last season, we drew against Everton. Um, we were fourth in the table. Um, actually, yeah, we were fourth in the table with 36 points. So that's one place um, below where we are now. Um, and 36 and 42, so six points worse off. Six points worse off. Um, Goal difference of plus 18, goal difference now of plus 25. And people keep telling me that we haven't pushed on and improved since last season. Um, we clearly, clearly have. And to do that, and I've, I know I said on the last pod, but the pod, and I'll keep reiterating this point as long as we're, we're doing well, um, you know, that was done without Harry Kane for a large part. So it was done without Toby Alderweireld. So that was done without Moussa Dembele for whatever it was. The first few games he was suspended and then he missed a few for, for injury. So we've we've improved. We've come on leaps and bounds. Um, back to the question, though. Um, how important a win was it? I think it was... Um, that, that's probably that... The win of the season for us, of, of course, that one or Man City game. But I, I take this one just because of the fact that there were 13 games uh, win sequence. We beat their win sequence at the lane. The last time they're ever going to come to the to White Hart Lane. Um, it was a massive, massive win for us. We've gone now five of, um, on the bounce, five wins on a on a trot. We, if we win our next game against, um, not if, when we win our next game against West Brom, um, we'll be top. We'll be second in the league. For, for a matter of hours maybe but we'll be mm. second in the league and that's a massive morale booster I mean you can't get much much better than, than beating Chelsea at home with the way that they were playing I mean they were 10 points clear of us and it is it's okay it's our rivals but it's also our rivals for the title it's also um, uh, we've, we've put the we've we, basically we have pulled off an amazing result tonight that can only only push us in the right direction Well, I, I agree with, with what Terry said there, but also um, we've made a statement to the teams that are at the top of the tree, you know, don't get comfortable because we can take you. Yeah. Okay, this, we're this, was, at Lane, this was at White Hart Lane. This is at White Hart Lane, but it doesn't make any difference. We're capable of taking them at, the, at their ground now as well. Well, I saw a statistic, actually, that um, Chelsea have played in their 13 wins that they got on the bounce. They'd only conceded two goals, and only one goal was scored by an outfield player that wasn't an own goal, and that was Christian Eriksen. So we're the only team that actually almost almost beat them in that 13-run sequence, and then we beat them at White Lane. So we are there. We are we're under that radar, but we're we're sticking yeah. our head above that radar now to show people that we're around. Um, next question, and, Zach. And, Sorry. and they haven't beaten us at White Hart Lane since 2012 either. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I think I've read somewhere before the game on Twitter. I think over the last ten years, they've only beaten us once at the lane. Yeah, that was a two-one, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, we've got a few questions on how good a feeling. So Zach Gasnola, how effing good did did that feel? I really don't like them. He says, Ed Brad, is this win better than beating any other team? And then Mark Stoll says. 
going back to I think what you said earlier, Terry, which was better, the win over Chelsea or the win over City? Right back, it's rivalry excluded. P- performance, interesting, performance only. Um, Greg, if I begin with you. Well, you're my witness of t- as to how I felt, Javad, because I sent Javad a WhatsApp you- message, and you too, Terry. I yeah. was I was waiting for the final whistle with my thumb over the voice record thing for a WhatsApp message. <laughs> it, it would be... So compl- you knew how I felt. I was would, shouting my bloody head off. <laughs> it would be completely inappropriate for me to play that message, wouldn't it? <laughs> you can if you want. You I don't care. <laughs> yes! Take that, you bastards! Um, compared, to, compared to the City game earlier this season... Um, Performance-wise, was this better or? Hello. I'm still here. I think. Okay. I, <laughs> I think it, it, it felt better because it's difficult to say putting the rivalry aside, isn't it? I mean, because Chelsea are 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 rivals. There's always a, a, a sweeter, a bit of a sweeter feeling when when you beat them or Arsenal, even the Spammers. Um, I always look out for the Chelsea game. I, I look at the Chelsea game before I look at the Arsenal game because I've, I've got a personal hatred for them that goes beyond football. Um, but football-wise, playing on that pitch, playing on that, on that, on that wild lane pitch this evening, it was by far our, our best performance all season. Even better than the Man City game. They had so much more riding on this game. Yeah. Um, question from Lee Marston at least Twitter handle is at Lee Marston 81 is this our best formation and players if not who should be dropped and who should be starting I think we've sort of addressed that earlier when we were looking at Lamella and we were talking about the formations unless there's anything that either of you want to add to that no. no, I mean, not for me. Okay, um, I'm going to try, try and move, move through these as quickly as possible. Um, buh, 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 buh. Steve Andrews, how gutted are Chelsea? <laughs> I hope they're very, very gutted. I hope they're crying in their cereal tomorrow morning. I, I despise... Um, there's, a, there's a quote going around on, in, on social media at the moment about, I hate Arsenal because I'm a Tottenham fan and I hate... Chelsea because I'm a human being or something like that. I think that's yeah. a quote. I'm, 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 exactly that. I, you know, for for me, um, I just, I'm like, I still, if we lost to Arsenal, that personally, that I still that hurts me more because they are rivals. I consider them as rivals. There's a long-standing rivalry. It goes back. Over the a period of time, yeah. But I've also got a bit of respect for them, and and I've and I've got friends, or I know people who are Arsenal Arsenal fans. Chelsea, their fans fall into two categories. They are either scum, racist scum, low life, and I don't know any of those people, fortunately. Or the people that I do know who are Chelsea fans are sort of new age Chelsea fans, people who have just jumped on the bandwagon in the last few years. So they're not glory really... Hunters. Yeah, the glory hunters. They're not really Chelsea. So I can't really take them seriously. And they're genuinely nice people anyway. Um, but otherwise, they are... You know, if you look at their history, going back to when Ken Bates was chairman, he he, 
he put up, but he was talking about, as it was, he talks about it. I don't know if he actually did it. Electric fences in the eighties. Um, I don't know. He I put mean, the Michael that, Jackson statue up, didn't he? Was that, was that our fires hurt? That was oh, well, Fulham. Still Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, was that? Still, still, was that Fulham? West oh, well. London. Yeah. Same. <laughs> same. Same. But, um, yeah, base. Yeah, electric fences. I mean, that's you know, you'd put. Oh, if you, if you put animals in 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 fences that were electric, that wouldn't be humane. But I mean, you you. They're akin to animals. Some of their fans, and that that's being unfair on animals. I mean, they are. They're horrible. <laughs> they they really they are. The, um. Yeah, that, 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 that at one point Spurs fans were, were singing, um, "Would you let him on the train? Would you let him on the train?" Um, in reference to the <laughs> to the poor guy in um, in France on the Paris Metro who wasn't um, allowed on the train. That they everything yeah. that they epitomise is just you know electric fences, Graham Ricks, and um, having underage sex with a with a with a minor um that's that's a matter of fact so that's not libelous that's true um what they've done john recently terry john terry john terry being john terry shagging all his Everyone. teammates everybody um the case recently with um uh the um child abuse sort of story that's that's been going on about the in in, in the uk and i think chelsea are the only club that paid yeah. somebody to to keep their mouth shut, which is just despicable. Anyway, um, they are they're disgusting. So um, I hope their fans, um, yeah, cry. And I mean, they were still singing, "We're top of the league," but I don't. I How think. Long would that I, be? Yeah, I, I. Well, I, I don't think I have any friends who are Chelsea supporters. I do have a couple of friends who are Gooners, and I'm not ashamed to be their friend i mean obviously we there's banter and they take the piss and i take the piss but i'm 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 quite relieved that i don't have any chelsea friends who are chelsea fans i could actually say the same thing i i, I don't get me wrong i hate arsenal because they're arsenal they're our main rivals and um I'm, I'm a spurs fan and it's 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 second nature to, to hate the arsenal but like you said javid i i respect arsenal i've got my best mates an arsenal fan and when we when we were younger, we had a pact that in the Tottenham Arsenal game, if Arsenal would win, he wouldn't he wouldn't slate me. If Tottenham win, I wouldn't slate him. That's out of respect. And so, I mean, I hate Arsenal because they're Arsenal, but I do respect them. But I hate Chelsea because they're Chelsea, and there's nothing to like about Chelsea. They're despicable. They're they're they're, they're cunts. Um, and I know every team will, will naturally have a bias towards their own club, but you contrast them. And their fans with our fans, and um, you know our, our fans are just everything about our club, um, the way the, our, our manager conducts himself, um, the players, um, our fans. It's just so. It's just complete contrast of. of, of, of um, well, we have Chelsea's. class. Yeah. We have class. I mean, yeah, like tonight, for example, in in the during during the game, the. the the ESP, ESPN Brazil cameras actually panned in on a on a Spurs fan with a a Chapecoense flag, and I just show I yeah. think that just shows how classy we really are. That that's amazing. I, I didn't. I mean, I well, I was there in the ground. I didn't. I didn't notice that. So I'll, I'll, I'll look. They were really it. chuffed by that. Yeah, that's they, they, nice, they that's, it. that's a nice touch because it's it's a good month since um, 
that that horrible, dreadful event. Um, yeah. But uh, oh, that that's really nice. Um, that that's nice, you know. Particularly when you think of every, everything else, all the bad stories. Uh, you know, you have got the we, we, the um, child abuse um, story um, in football. What happened with with the poor guy on the Paris m- metro um, yeah, and exactly. not being allowed on with, with, with the Chelsea fans. That's a, that's a really nice, heartwarming story. It just goes to show the difference between the two sets of fans. Absolutely. Proud to be a Spurs fan. Absolutely. Here, here. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Um, there's a few questions from John Staggles. John, get some sleep, mate. Um, the, lane was, <laughs> the lane was rocking tonight. On its metal like this it's the best stadium stadium in the country how much will we miss it um it's one for you really isn't it because uh, so the new... I've, I've only been there i've only been there once uh i know terry's been there quite a few times but it's been a while since he's oh, been you, there used to work there used to work there I used to be a student ah. north, yeah i used to be a student north stand up the wasn't that wasn't that a bummer facing the wrong way i mean dj brooks it must be the same for him at the moment <laughs> It wasn't easy, but we did we did get a couple of celebrations in with some of the supporters. You get you make friends with the season ticket holders, um, yeah. and when 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 the goals go in against the rivals, you do kind of get a hug from one or two of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the new stadium is, is a stone's throw. It's it's right next to to to, to White Hart Lane, um, and that for me that's the key thing. Um, you know, all, all of yeah. the new new stadiums over the, over the last few years that they they aren't necessarily in close to. To the stadium that they've just replaced so it will take time um i think that i i, I don't I, I don't see i don't i don't envisage a problem i think that we will i think a lot a lot of thought has gone into making that stadium not just the fact that it's where it's located but the design and the seating the single tier cop behind um i think it's the south it'll be the south stand um you know that getting like-minded people together all of that um will all help um i think that where we might have a problem is next season playing at wembley but there's not really much much we can do about that to be honest not a lot um, no, we, we need to play in a big stadium to to give us the um to get used to playing in a bigger environment because we're playing at what what lane 36,000. you play at wembley 84 but it's not gonna be 84 every game if we get 60, 65 every game, it's going to be much more, um, it's going to be a lot closer to the way we're going to play when we go to the new White Hart Lane. And the fact so that the new White Hart 50, Lane, even 50,000, like even 50,000 yeah. is oh, a lot yeah, more than yeah. what we're playing at now. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that the new stadium is being built on top of the pitch as well. So when you look at White Hart Lane, we're really, really close to the pitch. Um, the new the new stadium is going to be exactly the same from what I've heard. They're building the seating to start off basically from the side of the pitch, which is only going to help us as well, is because it's a very unique atmosphere at Wild Lane, because you are on top of the players yeah, and you absolutely. get a lot of pressure when you're playing away from home. Absolutely, and it's been it's been a real fortress. Although I'm always nervous when we play at home. Recent seasons, when we play at home, because I, I feel that teams put lots of players behind the ball and, and make it difficult. But this season, it's been a real fortress for us. I mean, we've only I think we drew against Leicester and Liverpool, um, and we've won every other match at home. Um, yeah. If anything, two, one, eight, I think. Yeah, and I think if anything, our away form has been a little bit. I know we won the last two away matches, but I think prior to that, you want to go back to Stoke, Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough in September. 
but you know, in recent seasons, our away form hasn't been too too bad. Um, let's quickly get through these. Um, Ed Brad again. Pundits don't give us the credit because we haven't done anything significant as a club um, yet. As well as we are performing, we still haven't won, we still haven't won anything yet. Do any of the panel agree with that? I, I think they point. don't give us credit because we're not Liverpool. They don't give oh, us credit because we're not. Sorry. Yeah, we're not Man City. We're not. We're not. We haven't won the league. But um, I get his point to the fact that okay, we haven't won anything, but we're still. I mean, we're still up there. We're still top. We're what top five now for a lot. How many seasons in a, in a row? We need credit for that. Mm. Last season we finished third. We're third now. We deserve credit. So since and if Arsenal get credit for being a top four, yeah. You know. <laughs> well, you know, yesterday Arsenal, um, they came back from 3-0 down and, and it was 3-all. And OK, fine, that's... In Fergie that's time. A, that, yeah, that's, and that's OK, an achievement that they managed they to They should fight. have been 3-0 down. They should have been 3-0 down. And all I keep hearing is, oh, that's you know, a mark of champions. Oh, look at them. Well, we were, whatever it was, down against West Ham. We didn't play particularly well. We got a result. Nobody gave us credit for that. Um, they shouldn't exactly. have been free. They shouldn't have been three nil down. With, with you know, United, for example, I remember um, that season when they won, when they won the treble. There were games where they were one nil down, and they they scored two goals in, in Fergie time, famously the Champions League final. But that's very different from being three nil down. Um, that's sign of a champion. Yeah, yeah. And also yesterday, Bournemouth had a player sent off in the last minutes that helps Absolutely. Arsenal to get the to get that point. And it wasn't uh, even a red card. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's yeah. Um, I think that the only thing that riles me somewhat is yes, we do. Okay, we do need to win a win a trophy or two, and and I think because we don't have the finances of say City, um, we need to do that on a consistent basis so so that nobody thinks it's a flash in the pan. But by the same token, last season Leicester City were getting a lot of credit. And I don't think that we ever got the credit we des- we deserved because, frankly, we don't have the finances of um, at the moment of, of, of we well, certainly don't of, of, of City and Chelsea, but we don't have the finances of United or, or, or Arsenal. We don't have the the stadium and the revenue, match day revenue that brings um, at the moment because White, White Hart Lane is a lot smaller than um, Old Trafford and, and, and the Emirates. Um, yet we have, as you said. Terry, we've been consistently in the last, I think since 2009-10, since then, every season we've either been fourth or fifth or third last season. The only season we finished outside of that was six, and that was, we finished six when it was a season 2013-14 when we had AVB at the beginning of the season and then Sherwood after that, which, you know, was a season where we were in a bit of transition. Um, yet yeah. no 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 credit. Yeah, yeah. Everybody last season was, was going on about Leicester City. Nobody said, "Oh, well done, Tottenham. That they've punched above their weight and they've done it with a young team and very little experience." But hey ho. Um, Richard Healy in a recent interview, Delhi said, "I'm a Tottenham player for now. What do we need to do to keep him? And just how good can he become?" I actually saw that interview on BBC Football Focus and I was a bit surprised to, to hear him say that, but um, he's a young player. He, need, he needs he needs to show that he's got ambitions and we need to match him ambitions. We need to win things. If we can win a, a, 
the UEFA Cup, uh, the Europa League, whatever it is, the old UEFA Cup um, this year, maybe get the F or get the FA Cup, um, qualify for Champions League again, show them, show him, show the other youngsters, show the other the, the, the top players that we've got at the team that we can do it. We are capable of competing with the big boys because we are the big, we are part of the big boys now. We are, we are a top team um, just without the trophies. If we can get a trophy and show him, show them that we can do that on a regularly, on a reg regular basis, he's not going to go anywhere. Also, if we, if we keep hold of Eric Dyer, <laughs> <laughs> his best mate, Seriously, though, I mean, yeah. but it, it, it does affect them. I mean, Jan and Jan and Toby, you know, they're 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 together now, and they're, they're like dream centre backs. And I'm sure that with Eric Dyer there, because they've struck up such a good friendship, I'm not taking the piss now. I mean, we all do about the bromance, etc. Yeah. But they have got such a good friendship going that that, that is going to be a factor. In his in his happiness and how he feels about the club, definitely. And as long as Eric's there, and as long as the team is being successful, and and as long as the team is showing ambition and moving forward, I I I, I don't worry about him going anywhere. I'm sure he will one day. I mean, Gareth Bell went. You know, no, nobody nobody wanted him to go. Glenn he Hoddle went eventually. Went, didn't he? Yeah, Glenn Hoddle yeah. went at the end of his career. Yeah. I um, think you but just the, if he does just go, he'll go bit. for a packet as well. He'll go for a packet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's only he's only twenty. He's got, he's got a lot ahead yeah. of him. I think I think I think he, he can. How good can he become? I think as good to be honest, as good as he wants to. I mean, the world world's at his feet. He's got the right um, coach manager to help him to keep his feet on the ground. He, he seems fairly level headed, anyway, as an individual. Um, I think that, because, like you said, I think the setup, and I think Dyer, and just I think everything's geared for him to stay at Spurs. I think there'll come a point with Deli Ali or possibly Kane, maybe when they're in their late twenties, maybe when there's that one last big move, and they might. Yeah, I can't. I can't that. see them going to China or something. No, not, go, not, not, not a China, but or, yeah, something like that. Or Spain or, or yeah, Germany. Yeah, yeah. And, and not because, and I don't know that that will be any reflection on Tottenham or anything to do with money. It just might be, you know, an opportunity. It'd be like one, I'm not saying that it will necessarily ha happen, but it would be a bit like when Hoddle, Hoddle went um, to, to, to Monaco, you know, and he was there, he was at Spurs for a long time and he, and he won... FA Cups and UEFA Cup and um, played with some great yeah, players, but that was, you know, one big opportunity to to play abroad and, and try something different. So I, I could see that happening, but possibly, but that's a long way off. Um, all right, it's about four questions. I'll try to go through very quickly. Apologies um, if you haven't I haven't read your question. Ali Hassan, the Chavs have had their winning streak. Um, can we go on a similar streak ourselves, bearing in mind we're already on five straight wins? Of course we can, whether I've we will or not, it's not matter. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a look at our, our, our next games. We've got two, we've got three away games. We've got Man City away, we've got Sunderland away, and we've got Liverpool away. At home, we've got West Brom, we've got Middlesbrough, and I can't remember Stoke, the other two Stoke, we've got at home. Stoke, Stoke, Stoke City, that's it. I mean, the only the only difficult games you've got there are the two away games, I reckon, because you're going to play Liverpool away, who are 
second and Man City away. It's always difficult playing Man City. Maybe if I, I can't see us getting um, a win streak going going ahead, but I can get I can see us another another unbeaten streak, winning the home games yeah. and then getting these two away games um, as a draw, or maybe nicking it against City and getting a draw against Liverpool. I'll be extremely happy with that. I mean, at, at this stage, if we're winning our other matches and we draw against City, and I think they'll still continue to drop points, we'd be above them potentially on continue to be above them on, on, on goal difference. For me, the, the the ones that I'm worried about in that run of fixtures, um, City, I think we can go there and win. Um, the home ones that you mentioned, I think Stoke. Middle, Middlesbrough State, which should be fine. Liverpool game won't be easy. No, um, not. And I'm, I am. We'll talk about about it a bit later. But actually, fuck it, let's do it now. West Brom. <laughs> I'm, I'm, con- I'm concerned about about a really because after Villa in the cup on on Sunday and and he'll no doubt rest players. Pochettino. Um, then um, it's West Brom a week Saturday and it's at home. The Tony Pulis team, and even before they had Pulis playing West Brom, was always a tricky match. But but also, but it's a Pulis team now, and we don't have a good record. Well, we lost year. them last season two one, didn't we? The two the two one. Did we draw? We drew. No, we drew. We drew. We drew. We drew, we drew, we drew we, two two. We, 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 we drew both games home and away, and we drew this season. At their place, so that that's the only one that slightly concerns me, and and I think it would be a great shame, given that we've won five matches on the spin and one particularly won this one, to undo all our work and drop points against West Brom. I think I think the the fact that it's going to be going for us against West Brom is the fact that we, we it's not a FIFA break. We're actually going to be playing in the FA Cup next week. Okay, we're going to rest some of the big boys, but they'll get they'll get some playing time. I think they'll get some action. Yeah. Um, and then we're playing West Brom first. We're going to be the first game of the day. I don't think I think the pressure will be off us because it's the first game of the day, not the, not the half past five kickoff. Yeah. When it's yeah. a half past half past five kickoff, we tend to play um, looking at the previous results for the day. This time we're going to set the set the tone for the day. I think, and I, I think we can get that maybe two or three one. I think I think also the fact that um, we're going to be pretty. F- the s- squad is going to be pretty much full strength, isn't it? Not talking about the team, but the squad is going to be pretty much full strength because Lamella's training hard, so he's is going to be available even if he just comes on as a sub or whatever. Um, yeah. Sissoko is finally starting to do what what he's supposed to do, you know. Rather than being a waste of space, we're suddenly realizing, oh, maybe there is a player in there. Um, if Jansen can. Get some minutes and get a couple of goals. We we're in a very good position, and we're going to feel really buoyed by the by the win 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 sequence with the last with the last one being tonight. We're not we're certainly not going to be frightened of West Brom. I think I think personally I think we're we're going to beat them. I, I, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be a four one like our last two until tonight. Um, but I I think even though it's a Pulis Pulis team, I think I think we'll get. Get through them. I think we could be two, two nil, two one, two nil, maybe. Yeah, you break them down, you're going to score. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope so. Okay. Um, I'm going to go through these very, very quickly. Um, John Steggles, DDC Costas tweak of Eric Thea to try to wind him up. Can you think of a more odious cunt in the league? 
Yeah, John Terry. Yeah. <laughs> that was an um, easy one. Dominic, this is a controversial. Well, my answer would be controversial. Dominic Sibley, his Twitter handle is at Dom Sib. Is Toby on the same level as King? No, he's better. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think he may be better. The thing is that you're you're poking at a hornet's nest by saying anybody's as good as Ledley King, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's a, a controversial answer. It's a brave answer, thing to I'm, say, yeah. I'm, I'd like to say um, if he's not as um, the same level, he's, or I wouldn't say, it's a, it's a difficult question. Is it the same level, but possibly better? King was king. I, I'm going to make, uh, if you ask this question of everybody, majority of people go on about King. I can't help thinking people see Ledley King in, with rose tinted glasses. Putting aside the injuries, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not judging, you know, um, I think actually when he had the injuries and he came back and he played, um, you know, not frequently and we used him for certain matches and, and so forth. I, I think actually at that, that point I was in a, in a way more impressed with him because he was just super, for me at that point, it was just superhuman. The fact that he was yeah. playing and not training and, and whatnot. But putting that, that aside, because we can't really judge him on that. If we go back to Ledley King prior to his injuries, like, he was a superb player. But he, there were occasions, maybe not frequently, but there were occasions where he 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 made 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 mistakes. I, with with Toby, I don't get that impression. Having said that, Toby's played playing with Jan. He's part, you know, quite often he's got Jan partnering him, and he's got good players in front of him. And Ledley did play with some shit players in the first part. Of, <laughs> if you if you go back to yeah. the early noughties, he certainly did. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to be. Co- I think. I think of Toby sometimes as a bit of a hybrid between Ledley King and Glenn Hoddle because he's got the defensive capabilities of Ledley King, but these diagonal passes, that long diagonal passes he's that got, he sends up, yeah. they're very hoddle He's got some range, some isn't he? Yeah. He's got some range. But yes. no, going, back, going back to King, um, the one game that I remember King being Ledley King was against Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea, yeah. He was yeah. Robin on his own, and he, he left, it was like, what, four or five yards behind him and he managed to get the ball without without giving away a penalty or conceding anything and that was just the best tackle I've ever seen from any Spurs player ever but um, Toby on, on on was it Sunday against Watford um, that that back header that where where Watford oh, was it Watford or was it um, against Southampton sorry mm-hmm. against Southampton um, the Southampton goal was Toby's fault? It kind of got his back head. It got a looping header. And Southampton, no. What, what, what? I think you were right the first time. Watford. Kabul goal. Watford scored the goal in the. Southampton. Yeah, I was, I was thinking. I remember against Southampton, there was the, the free kick was played in. He headed it, but he headed it backwards, and then the, the mm. Southampton player got got his head in. But anyway, it's a, it's a difficult question. It's one of them. One I think is not, not so much unanswerable, but it's very difficult to give the right answer. <laughs> okay. Talking about to, talking about on. that that tackle that um, you were talking about there, Terry. I don't know if you know yeah. this, but in the last two games, not tonight, the last two games, Eric Dyer has done that. There's been two tackles where he swept the ball away from the attacker, and from the angle that we had on TV, I thought, oh my God, that that's a penalty both times, and both times clean as a whistle, nothing given. 
So I, 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 I just wanted to bring up, bring that up because I was very impressed by Eric Dyer's tackling as well. Eric Dyer in a back three is definitely um, something we can use in the future. <laughs> yeah. There was one point in the match I can't I can't remember what Dyer did. It sounds really <laughs> bad, but he did something and that was you know it must have been a tackle or interception or, or, or whatever. And then the Spurs fans we started singing the um, I love Eric Dyer. Eric Dyer loves me. Song, which and it just suddenly occurred to me that, I've, I, that we haven't Spurs fans haven't been singing about this season, and last season we were singing it all the time, yeah. and then I just s- s- took back a moment. I was reflected and I thought, and I looked, was looking at Dyer. I, I thought, now I can. I've, I've forgotten how good he was last season, and I think there were yeah. shades of him. Don't get me wrong, he, he's played okay in some of the matches, particularly. Towards the end of Toby's absence, when he was deputising for, for Toby, Toby I, thought he, I thought he did okay, better than a lot of people gave him credit for. But um, I think he st- we're starting to get the player that we had last season, and he's still a young. He's only twenty-two. Yeah. Um, Delhi, we mentioned earlier, twenty. Twenty. Kane, twenty-three. Um, right. Final two questions. Brian Campbell: If Lou Faringo shagged a Vietnamese pot-bellied pig, would the resulting offspring be Costa? <laughs> Possibly. <Yep. laughs> Excellent question. That's got to be the question. Depends whether it depends whether if, if shagged a male or female. Mm. Pop, pop, belly pig. Um, cost is a weird one. I mean, he's what twenty he, something or other. He's only fifteen. <laughs> no, right. that's the African players you're thinking of. They're, they're the ones who have dodgy ages. Costa. Costa, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google this. Um, Costa is, he must be late. I think he's late... 26. I think he's 26. Costa, but Costa, Costa tonight wasn't his normal self. He wasn't, he wasn't a, a bastard tonight. He's only a bastard to his own players. Costa, he's actually Coffee's... there trying to help the players up and stuff. I was actually surprised by him tonight. Yeah. yeah. Costa Coffee's come up. Um, Diego Costa, <laughs> 20, 28 years old. Um, he's eight years younger. He's had a hard me. life. He's, he's had a hard yeah, he had a tough paper round. Um, yeah, oh, uh, he, he's he's run after a few buses in his time and not noticed when they stop. <laughs> okay, final question, Peter Massey. Who has the best Brazilian wax out of you three? Well, I'm the right. hairiest one here. <laughs> <laughs> just going by the face. Just going by the face. I'm the hairiest one. Fairy chops, as they will call me now. <laughs> well, I. I I have had um, I have had my nose whacked once, waxed once. That is something I don't recommend because they they heat the stuff up, they stuff up your nose, and then they pull it, and it really hurts. You know, if you just pull one hair out yourself, it makes your eyes water. We imagine that, uh, <laughs> but that's as far Brilliant. as I've got. Brilliant. And it was in Brazil, so I suppose it's a Brazilian uh, wax. It's a Brazilian wax, yeah. You um, haven't asked, answered it yet, Jimmy. I, 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 I suspect that the fact that you're both in Brazil, the question is, is directed at, although he has said free. Um, I, I, no, um, I mean, he's talking about Brazilian wax. I mean, it, that's... Um, well, I've got in mind is Borat. <laughs> 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 um, 
<laughs> no, no, um, no. Well, Steve um, Carell and the forty-year-old 40 virgin. I, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think that. Um, I think that question will, will, will I mean, if, if he's talking Brazilian wax, I, I, I presume he's referring to um, nether regions. Yeah, hence yeah. the borat. Well, he would be in any other country, but they don't really—they don't call it a Brazilian here anyway. They just call it a wax. Um, <laughs> Virulia, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Jerry, it's... you should know that, shouldn't you? No, <laughs> I'll I tell you what, Pe- Pe- Peter. Just, just for you. Um, I, know, I, know, I know Peter. I was, I was with him at the Burnley match. I'll, I'll take a photo and I'll, and I'll send send it to you. Just, just for you. Um, <laughs> Uh, right on that note, um, on that bombshell. Um, thank you, Greg. You're welcome, mate. Cheers. Thank you, t- thank you, Surrey. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, and as ever, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather around and sing it out and we'll talk out all the